You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Hey, Channel 12, what a story. They got a hold of the memo. CVS plans to lay off 5,000 nationwide. CVS Pharmacy, how does that affect things here in Rhode Island? Let's hear it. This is the Channel 12 piece. So we've learned that... Rhode Island's largest company is preparing to cut thousands of jobs. And 12 News reporter Jake Holter joins us live in Montaukett near the company's headquarters with what this could all mean for Rhode Islanders. Yeah, Patrick, Kate, 12 News obtained an internal memo yesterday sent out to employees that states that about 5,000 jobs are going to be cut company-wide. And that letter was sent to the employees by President and CEO of CBS, Karen Lynch. The memo states that CBS is, quote, evolving to adapt to new consumer health needs and expectations. She also lists eliminating redundancies and stopping select business initiatives that do not align with our strategy at this time as reasons for the cuts. A spokesperson has confirmed the layoffs with 12 News, but did not specify how many jobs are being cut or how many are in Rhode Island or southeastern Massachusetts. In the memo, Lynch writes, quote, the decisions on which positions to eliminate were extremely difficult, but they were made with care and consideration. It's something that I take very seriously. Now, that memo goes on to say that impacted employees will be notified in the coming weeks and will receive severance pay and benefits, as well as access to outplacement services. That same spokesperson for CBS also saying that none of the, uh, the company's customer-facing employees will be let go. Live in Woonsocket, Jake Holter, 12 News. You know, it's interesting, folks. When you hear about <clears throat> these large payouts, right, that CVS has had to make and these judgments against them, at least, I think some of them, they're still obviously fighting in court, but, you know, the cuts are going to come from somewhere. The money's going to come from somewhere. You also had, last fall, Governor McKee, uh, really irritated the company when Governor McKee attacked CVS. And do you remember in the campaign commercial against Helena Folks was saying that they CVS was basically pumping uh, opioids into Rhode Island homes. And that certainly didn't go over well. So, but, you know, CVS going to lay off. How many jobs is that going to be locally? Boy, there's nothing good about that. Now, of course, we're getting more of the details that uh, terrible shooting and loss of life in Woonsocket. Uh, we were there yesterday morning on scene, Fairmont Street, and it looks like now we have a better, clearer picture of the one dead in, uh, and obviously the the woman hurt in this shooting and homicide. Man allegedly Here shot we go. This is the Channel 12 piece. Turning the gun on himself. Oh. Police say early this morning a 52-year-old man was found dead inside his Fairmont Street home. His 34-year-old wife was rushed to the hospital. Sheena Loshudo has been tracking the story all day. And Sheena, at this point, do we have any word on what may have led up to this? That is the question that all of the neighbors in the area are asking. They say it's a nice area. The family seem nice. And today, everyone is hoping for the best for that woman. Police tell us she is still in the hospital. The state medical examiner's office called to Fairmount Street in Woonsocket Monday. This is where police say a 52-year-old man fatally shot himself in the head after shooting his wife in the thigh. She was transported by Woonsocket Rescue to... Uh, Rhode Island Hospital, where she's currently being treated right now. We're told the 34-year-old woman remains in the hospital tonight. Her husband, the apparent shooter who is now dead, has been identified as 52-year-old Walter Lopez. Police say two others were home at the time of the shooting, a 20-year-old and a 3-year-old toddler. That didn't seem quite right to me. Neighbors in the area were shocked to wake up to the news Monday, telling us Lopez was friendly. The guy seemed like a nice guy. It's, uh, I had made arrangements with him to cut my lawn. Police were first called to the home at about 2.15 Monday morning. Investigators stayed for hours looking for any clues that can help them piece together what exactly led up to that domestic shooting. Now, this is still a very active and ongoing investigation here in Woonsocket. We will continue asking police to check in on how that woman is doing. Reporting live in Woonsocket tonight, I'm Sheena Loshudo, 12 News. Folks, I, I do believe that um, in some way, I mean, they're not going to do it in Rhode Island. 
they're not going to. But definitely the the money spent that we spend as a state on first quote you know first responders, I, I think that needs to be looked at. Um, we don't know the backdrop here. You you can see anyone that follows the news um, as close as I do. There's there's certainly problems out there. I don't I'm, I don't pretend to have the answers to it, but. Everyone then points to mental health. I think something that needs to be identified is there just are not enough resources in order to reach seemingly so many people in need. And there needs to be more education into that. So many of these things, look at what time the, you know these things happen, 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning. I, I think there needs to be some... Uh, maybe some some outreach and education on how to handle some of these disputes. Um, maybe they shouldn't happen so late. At, maybe they shouldn't be. People shouldn't be awake at two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning trying to solve some of their problems. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Get your driveway paved. J Perry Paving. Letter J. J Perry Paving. High quality. Fair pricing, exceptional service, over 25 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating. Call for a free estimate today, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. Hey, learn about the benefits of asphalt paving, whether it's a brand new paving project or a cracked driveway. It's affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. J. Perry Paving, a licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting your needs. No matter how big, how small, contact them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. What a difference it makes for your driveway, for your business, parking lot. J, letter J, J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730 online at jperrypaving.com and look for them on Facebook. Falcon Pest Services, when you have a pest problem, give them a call serving Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass, 401-739-1322. Falcon Pest Services, residential or commercial, whether it is for maybe you have some kind of a termite problem, bed bugs, ants, roaches. Listen, a mice problem. Mice can be problematic. Rats, mosquitoes, many other pests. Falcon Pest Services, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. All different types of programs, multifamily housing, condos, apartments, single-family homes, restaurants, office buildings, highly trained, experienced pest control technicians. Maybe it's once a year. Maybe it's a one-time treatment, monthly service, quarterly, or year-round protection. You can depend falcon pest services call them today for a free quote 401-739-1322 get your yard sprayed get rid of those mosquitoes falcon pest services call today 401-739-1322 falcon pest services you can also find them on facebook to the john DePietro show weekdays we start at 11 we go until 2 it's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, topetro.com. It's time for our segment, Politics This Week. Joining us, he is the managing editor for anchorising.com. It is our friend Justin Katz. And Justin, I'd like to start off um, with something that came out. And it's interesting that, you know, you, you see the first commercial and some of these commercials, uh, Sabina Matos did it. Uh, mentioned this term MAGA Republicans and all of these Democrats uh, running in CV1, the Congressional District run the Cicilline seat. They're suddenly all throwing out MAGA Republicans. And I know there was some discussion on uh, social media last week that, that you were engaging in of them using this term uh, MAGA Republicans. Right. Well, what strikes me is it, it's reported at Axios, uh, Washington uh, 
coverage in a news media outlet uh, reports that the Biden administration has done polling and is in, is encouraging the use of MAGA Republicans as a as a tool for Democrats on a ballot. And it just seems, I mean, it seems to me that this is something journalists should ask about. I mean, Dan McGowan, I, I know he's on leave at the, at the moment, so he wasn't, you know, he's not out there in the in the trenches as it were but he you know he responded on social media to somebody pointing this out as well of course they're going to do that they're they're appealing to their base and I, it just seems like a wrong wrong-headed kind of view of it i mean this is this is a deliberate uh, use of of terminology propaganda to divide people and and separate people and make them fear each other and be want to want to basically uh, politically aggressive toward each other and it seems like the kind of thing journalists should ask about you know so uh, sabina matos gets jammed up on a on a, a fraud in, in signature collection uh, controversy and says well i you know throws out the she didn't blame mega republicans but she throws out i don't want my fellow democrats acting like mega republicans right it seems to me that journalists should ask what do they have to do with anything what are you trying yeah. to do here and it just this there's this kind of attitude well they, they all all politicians lie all politicians divide well you know it, it's when it's when it's one side it's just oh they all do that when it's the other side oh this is the greatest atrocity in the history of humanity and i think the journalists should be asking what about what is well first of all what do you mean by mega republican second of all do not want America to be great. Third of all, what do you say to your constituents who identify with that that attitude or that movement? Don't you represent them too? I mean, these are legitimate questions that they, they never get asked, at least on the Democrat side, because it's just assumed, okay, yeah, you're, you're dividing and we don't like those MAGA Republicans either, so go for it. Um, and, and again, um, folks, what people need to understand is this was actually, this line was pulled MAGA Republicans, because I believe they found Republicans wasn't enough, and even Trump Republicans wasn't enough. But there's something about when Democrats, I don't know, Justin, uh, you can touch on, I didn't know if it was independents or it's strictly Democrats, but but it's, it's as Justin maps it out. This is the label that they have decided and they're going to use, and it's going to be su- successful as far as the terminology. They seem to feel that Whenever they say MAGA Republicans, it, it gets across what they want. I also think, Justin, it's it's almost like a rallying cry for someone like Matos, who's up against the wall and in trouble. She throws out the term MAGA Republicans and seemingly everyone is supposed to then back down and like, oh, OK, you're right. It could be worse. It could be them. So what what, what about that as far as uh, do you think does it does it impact uh, Demo- uh, independence, or is this strictly just a Democrat base thing? I think it's pretty much a Democrat base thing. Although there are okay. a number of, you know, never Trump types out there who who get triggered by it as well. I mean, and, and you can understand that, you know, thematically why it would why it would be powerful for this purpose. I mean, it's it's an acronym, so it doesn't of itself mean anything. MAGA. It sounds kind of, you know, it sounds kind of. It, it you know guttural in your throat maga you know it, it's something so there's you, there's a potential for this visceral reaction to it and it's nondescript and also a lot of democrats i think and the, the never trump types they are in some ways insecure about the idea that uh, under under the last i don't know 20 30 40 years of governance by the kind of mainstream political parties america has sunk and so I think it's a vulnerability, and they realize that. And also, it's, it becomes a class thing. The MAGA Republicans are the folks out there with, uh, with uh, you know, cars in their yard, and they're they're like hit rednecks, and you know, all that kind of. You can, you can put whatever your imagination is into it, and so it's powerful as a propaganda tool. And that's what what makes it kind of kind of dangerous. It's it's very much in line with with say anti-Semitic or racist or other terms or or even classist or used throughout history by propagandists, by politicians who want to uh, distort, mislead, and divide. And that's that's exactly the purpose they're using it for here. And I think that's the kind of thing, in my view, that uh, really journalists ought to be – that their whole purpose is to expose that kind of thing so that at least people okay. know how they're being manipulated. Sure. Folks, again, uh, our segment is politics this week. With us is Justin Katz. Justin, I, just to finish it out, to me, when I hear MAGA Republicans, the image that comes to mind that they want to put across is January 6th in the Capitol. That, to me, is it, to me, it's also when the term really exploded. You really, I, I mean, as someone that was part of the whole Trump thing, I mean, you didn't hear a lot about, I didn't hear people refer to themselves as MAGA, but 
for some reason, I think in just Sabina, you know, Matos used that in her announcement and it's the January 6th where they have the hats. And so when they say MAGA Republicans, I think they're trying to invoke uh, violent individuals. Now, conversely, staying with the media, you called out someone now as much as they say, you know, he was a reporter for the Providence Journal. Then he was a reporter for NPR. Uh, he's one of those people who just hangs around and is still kind of active on social media, kind of seen, revered with certain people as, you know, so knowledgeable, respectful. But I'm talking about you picked up on it, Scott McKay using, and that is a derogative term I've never even heard about Governor DeSantis as, what is it, Death Santis? Yeah, but just, you know, social media just kind of struck me as it, it floated by how, how aggressive and, and obnoxious. And I mean, it's yeah, I mean, I, Scott, I believe, is retired, but he he was for years a Providence Journal reporter. Yeah. And so it, and then a, a commentator for NPR in Rhode Island. And, and it's not like Rhode Island Public Radio in Rhode Island or the Public's Radio, whatever they're calling it now. It's not as if they've got you know a conservative commentator and he was their progressive one. Uh, so it it it's just it, it always strikes me as these are this is why I think we're in this this condition we're in because these people who now feel free to be honest about let their let their aggressive progressive sure. freak flag fly on social media they were in the game as journalists and we see this with Mike Stanton right. as a college professor oh, teaching yeah. journalism at UConn I mean they this is who they are and it's who they've always been and I, it, it's just so enlightening you know having spent I don't know any any zeros when when W. Bush was the president. There was still denial. Oh, the media isn't biased. No, these were the people in the media, and I think yeah. you know they, in, out of respect for the role they claim they think journalism should hold in the country, they should withhold. They should hold their tongues and say, "Look, I'm a, I'm, I'm a representative of this profession, even though I'm retired or moved on to be a prof college professor, and I, I should maybe." tone down my rhetoric so people don't get the sense this is okay and i think something like death santis it's it shows the kind of the bubble they're in right because yeah. most of anybody who's not directly in scott mckay's twitter feed isn't going to know what he even means like what are you alluding to he they don't know but he, they're in this bubble and this is just the way they talk and I, it's illustrative of how how biased the media actually is deep into its core you know what's interesting justin on top of that i think they're so anxious. They felt like they felt that they had to toe the party line, so to speak, and stay neutral, even though that's questionable. But now that they retired, now my true feelings can come out. And uh, and it's it's actually it's I agree with you. It really just shows of. So that's what they thought and felt all along. It's just now that they feel that they're they're able to express themselves in this way. Definitely, yeah. and I, th I think it's a it's a problem. They, I mean, it's it's a it's a problem that they one were dishonest, and that now they feel they can come out and, and be this way. And you, the thing is, you never ever, or at least I've never noticed one of these really mainstream reporters just coming out and being like a rabid conservative. <laughs> it never ever goes that way, which right. would be which would be fine if we had some sense there was balance. But it's it's never like that at all. It's it's if the either conservative if you're quote mainstream objective news you're a progressive and everybody knows that and uh, at least these days we can pretend we uh, we don't have to pretend so much but but really it it makes it hard for for the the public to know and to engage and to understand what's really going on when it's filtered this way through the news you know that's a good point uh never do they come out if anything you get a sense of just how much vitriol they had towards you know to me like an ed acorn uh, someone who was uh, more conservative leaning and at the very least more, you know, middle of the road. There's there's nothing middle of the road about uh, their feelings when it when it comes to a lot of this stuff. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Politics this week. Justin Katz, managing editor, AnchorRising.com, right here on the John DePietro Show. The Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick. Delicious food and drink. They have a great bar area. Always a dependable menu. Whether you're going to eat there or take out, a delicious meal is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Look for them online. You can also find them on Facebook. Whether it's lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge, always a good time at the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick.
Remember to follow the John DePietro Show on YouTube. It's John DePietro Show on YouTube. Subscribe, which means you get notified whenever we post new videos. You find original content, video you can't find anywhere else. Subscribe today. It's free. It's the YouTube channel of the John DePietro Show. Yankee Tree Service. Call them today, 401 439-6028. The tree trimming experts from Lincoln. You can always find them online. YankeeTreeService.com Tree removal since 2006. 24-7 emergency service available. It's Yankee Tree. Folks, I've dealt with them for years. Tree removal. Stump grinding. Tree pruning. Also, emergency service and bucket truck service. You can depend on on Yankee Tree Service. Call them today. Get a free quote, 401-439-6028. And remember, with Yankee Tree Service, they have the licensed arbitus. They'll come out and they'll explain which tree maybe you want to get removed, maybe what tree you don't want to get removed. Tree pruning, also one of the best things you can do for your property and for your trees. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today, the tree trimming experts based out of Lincoln. Call them at 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401-439-6028. Our segment is Politics This Week. With us is Justin Katz, Managing Editor at AnchorRising.com. Justin, Senate Minority Leader Jessica De La Cruz was a guest on Channel 12 Newsmakers, Tim White, Ted Nisi. Now, the backdrop to me is uh, they've done all this reporting on Matos and Channel 12, to their credit, you know, they certainly broke some news and led the story and found some different people that admitted to them in Newport that the Board of Canvases had approved, that they realized there was fraud involved. And um, I want to get I have a feeling I'm going to be more critical than you are. But to me, you have to understand it to me, if you're the Senate minority leader, um, why you're being called in. Right. Because they get to get any Democrat. And I don't remember the last time she's ever been on. But it's more you want the position to me, the way I see it, Channel 12, they're looking for someone who's not going to just, you know, all the Democrats are trying to run cover and kind of hold judgment on Matos, those that will speak out, except for those running against her. So it's really like uh, lack of a better phrase, but it's like a free shot. You know, it, it's a chance to really go after her. And I want to hear your thoughts. In my mind, she completely missed the moment, especially some of her responses to to voting. So but I want to hear your thoughts on uh, Senate Minority Leader Jessica De La Cruz on Newsmakers. Right. Well, I, th- I think that her answer on a voting question was, was perplexing. So she, she said, she went on there and she said, well, I, you know, (laughs) I think I have confidence in our electoral system. Otherwise, why would I bother with all this? And it just seemed it, her answer was kind of jumbled like a word salad, but I I think she, she missed a huge opportunity there. Some the people watching these shows at this point, they're, they're older, they're, they, they're probably Democrat partisans. They just, just cause that's who they've always, they've always, supported and here's an opportunity to go on and, and you know not be the, the rabid mega republican but you know just say no i have a lot of concerns and this is a real problem we need to look at this we need reform we need and i think you could start to build support for that kind of thing but instead to say no i have confidence in the system uh it just lets them go back to sleep so they can go okay right. well well it's all it's all fine now even even a republican senator exactly. says it's all fine so so we don't have to worry about fraud we don't have to worry about ballot harvesting and i don't know why i i don't understand why uh senator de la cruz would would take that path uh it, it makes me feel like i missed some conversations in a back room where they were there's either a strategy or or somebody on you know kind of called her on well you run how can you possibly be be critical. I, I just I don't understand. And it was a missed and you, you, you bring it up all the time with, with the Republicans in Rhode Island. It was it was just a missed opportunity. They need Huge. to they need to change the conversation because this is 
this, this is just, I think, the, the tip of the iceberg. We, I don't believe we are going to have uh, have legitimate elections if, if we don't change things because you get to this situation where, and, and you see them acting like it. You, you see governors, you see uh, even the attorney general out there behaving in ways, and even the MAGA Republican stuff. They, it's, it's like they don't feel like they have to win an election. It's like they know what they have to do is let the, the, the core of their party be that will pick them as the ones who get the benefit of the, the mail ballot harvesting. And that's all they have to do. That's the election. And, and it goes right up to the, you know, even beyond Rhode Island at the presidential campaign where uh, Joe Biden famously hardly campaigned for presidency. It's like they right. know they don't have to bother because that's not how, quote, elections work anymore. And whether you believe there's direct mail ballot fraud at this time, uh, you You've got to have the conversation going. You've got to have people understanding that if it's not fraudulent already, if there's a big threat of it and we need to be vigilant. But so I think De- Jessica De La Cruz allowed that kind of, oh, OK, everything's fine. Back to sleep now. What's what's the next commercial? I, and I think that was a big, big mistake. I mean, Justin, they opened the door for her. They didn't even have her on with like, you know, it's not like a lively experiment where then it's, you know, you're outnumbered. This is her. What really threw me was, all right, let's let's look at facts. There has not been a Republican elected statewide since 2006. And that was Governor Kachiri barely squeaked in on reelection. But, Justin, as you and I have and how many times have I said Helena folks, she one day of voting, but lost because of McKee in the ballots. Alan Fung, one day of voting. Alan Gu- uh, Aaron Gukian, one day of voting, but then lost because of the mail ballots. Now, Justin, as you and I talk about, and this is the part about, I, I couldn't believe her answer, and that was the signatures are still have to be notarized. The mail ballots don't have to be notarized. So for Senate Minority Leader Jessica, Jessica De La Cruz to sit there and say, oh, no, I, as you say, everything's fine. No, I have faith in the system. You're, you're either not paying attention, you're not prepared, or you're naive. Because, Justin, as you, you, you take away, like to me, this was the opportunity to say, I am calling for immediate legislation. This is why this needs to change. This is why that needs to change. This is why we have to limit how many ballots a person can harvest. This is why we need to put the notary back on mail ballots. It was in Channel 12, Justin, they would have led with it in the six o'clock news. Um, what, what did you make of her saying you know, well, as you say, I, I'm up there and I wouldn't be doing this if I believed in it. So because she gets elected in North Smithfield and Burville, she thinks it's it's all fine. As you and I know, that's not that's not how they operate. They go to transient areas. Notice where the signatures were flagged in Jamestown, but they're not flagged, you know, normally in a Providence or Pawtucket. I, I, I couldn't. I mean, your view, this is the Senate. Minor, this is the highest ranking state senator. And I thought that her answer was just a complete miss. Well, again, yeah, and, and come add into it, she was elected before a lot of these changes, or she's been in yes. office. So it's not as if she's she's under threat of being said, "Well, you you won, so you must have cheated." You know, she she was in office and continued as an incumbent. But it's, it's as you said, the we haven't had an elected statewide. Republican since Kerchiri, and yeah. I, I don't think we ever will again. And I think right. that shows in our other our other conversations about the MAGA Republicans and all that. They just they don't they don't feel they have to to appeal. They don't have to represent people who who aren't controlling who their party ball- harvest ballots for. They're not looking for crossover votes. They're not doing any of that. And so I mean, it it, it kind of goes back to an old kind of conservative and Republican insecurity is, you know, the, the Democrats are all blood and, and they'll, they'll, the Democrats will say the opposite, but it's not true. But the Democrats are all division. It's our party. We're, we're sticking together. And Republicans try to be reasonable in the face of that. And it, it doesn't work. You, I mean, they should be reasonable, but that's a, it's a reasonable position to say we need uh, we need election security. But it just they leave the field open. I don't know why. It's like they they feel like they'll be get that that get that MAGA Republican label or something, or or some neighbor will will look at them wrong, or I I have no idea, or maybe they won't get legislation through in a general assembly. Not that Republicans do often, but I mean it's just, it's it's a it's a perplexing thing, and maybe it goes back to what we've talked about before, where there's there's no kind of unity among Republicans. There's no strategy. There's no here's our messaging, uh, you, because then they they pick something like 
like mail ballot fraud and, and rally because it is a reasonable thing that people care about. And if you're not foaming at the mouth when you say it, you can convey to people that something needs to change or we're going to lose our every right we have. And I, I think as, you, as you're saying, that's it's just un, unbelievable and un, hard to understand why it came to that kind of an answer. To, from me, Dale to me, it's it's a novelty thing where, you know, I when someone, a friend of mine, I won't say who, but when this person first got into office, they'd finish an interview and I would say, you know, why didn't you mention this or that, the achievements? And then he would say, well, they didn't ask me about it. And then I, I kind of worked with them and said, you don't understand in the first five minutes, you want to get out. When they say, like, how's everything going? Boom, that's where you spout out, like, your five things that you want to get. And then whatever they they ask you after that is all gravy because you already got out, you know, your most important talking points. To me, she's so not used to being interviewed um, that she went there like, I'm just going to answer whatever they're going to ask me. But even then, wasn't fully prepared. And even the question of... When they said, you know, if you could change one thing, um, she actually mentioned Zamborano Hospital, which makes no sense. But OK, so you want to mention school choice. But, Justin, to me, it's what you and I discuss virtually every week. It all comes down to the voting um, unless they get the voting under unless here's a frightening thing. She doesn't even understand that. She doesn't even understand that, you know, Helena folks one day off, but then lost because of the unlimited ballot harvesting. Maybe. Some of these kind of suburban representative state senators, they they kind of live in a bubble and they they don't understand how they're manipulating and getting away with it. But I just think that was an opportunity to say, if I could change one thing, we need to get our voting in order. People don't have confidence. And here's what we need to do to ensure it. And and I think, you know, you can't say the media wasn't paying attention because they gave it to her. Before we take the break, um, Justin, you you tell me. I mean, it, I, to, I do you. I just do you. I don't. I will go first. I don't have faith in our election system, and I think you and I illustrate why. And they're going to do it again, and it's all the ballot harvesting, and it's unlimited, and they don't even have to be notarized. Um, am I wrong on that? If if Justin Katz was sitting there and say, "Do you have faith in our voting system and our election system?" Would you have answered the way? State Senator, Senate Minority Leader Jessica De La Cruz answered? No, no, not at all. I mean, it's one of those things you, you don't need in any analysis or research or investigation, you don't need to connect all the dots. But you can say, look, the law makes this possible. Yep. One. Two, there's incentive because state government is so powerful. And three, if you watch how the politicians are acting, they're acting like they don't have to get elected. They're acting right. like they, they just get in because their party nominates them. That's that's how they're acting. And so you put those three together, and it's obvious that if this is not being done right now, which I think it is, then it will be done very soon. And I think people really need to wake up to that. And so I, 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 don't, I, don't, I can't comprehend how, how people are, are kind of blasé about this. It's just it, we're, we're just letting our election systems be taken away from us right and to me you know if they had said to me if you could change one thing to me if you don't have a proper election system which we don't and the proper the people that the voters truly want are not the ones holding office and you know you've already heard my <laughs> spiel of who won on election day to me that illustrates that's who the voters wanted what happens is these individuals are gaming the system What's frightening to me, if this is the lead Republican in the state Senate, she's not just some fringe rep. She's not a town council. Um, I think Ruggiero also plays her by when she said, well, we have so much work to do. You know, they, they steamroll over anything that they want. Maybe they feel that she gives input on school choice, although they're never going to go against the teachers union. I found it um, I found it frightening and, and really disturbing to watch because it's someone that doesn't even understand uh, what the problem is. And if you, if you don't know what the problem is, you're not going to solve the problem. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Politics this week. Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com, right here on the John DePietro Show. AJ, drywall, plaster, home improvement. Call them today for a free quote. You can also find them on Facebook, 401-323-9252. 
323-9252. AJ, drywall, plasters, home improvement, frame to finish basements. What a difference it'll make in your basement. Acoustic ceilings. Look how beautiful your ceiling could be. New homes, additions. Also, commercial rehabs, painting, remodeling. Contact them today. It's a family-run business. AJ, drywall, plaster, home improvements. Call for a free quote. What a difference they'll make in your home, your ceilings, floors, basements. 401-323-9252. What a difference. Beautiful walls and ceilings. 401-323-9252. You can also find them on Facebook. It's AJ Drywall Plaster and Home Improvements for your home or business. Our segment is Politics This Week. With us is Justin Katz. Justin, I'm just curious, your thought, Providence Journal political scene, Rhode Island's Democratic Socialists of America chapter has a new name and direction, and it's they're, they're done with the Rhode Island Democrat Party. I'm just curious to hear your uh, take on this. Well, I mean, it just... My, my initial take is, well, who cares, really? I mean, I, they, they have gotten a few radicals on there, um, or at least people who claim to be aligned with them. Uh, but, the, you know, it's not like it's it's not a huge faction. What what strikes me, though, in a political scene is they, they reported this entire thing off of a basically a press release. There's no interview. There's no talk about what do Democratic socialists actually believe. Uh, but so I think it does... It, it does, to some extent, I know, this kind of thing has gone back and forth. The socialists, are, you know, and, and even Sam Bell, the senator, uh, you know, capitalists, the Democrats are capitalists. It's it's like something out of a cartoon. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's hard to take it's hard to take too seriously, but it'd be it'd be nice if, you know, because I having been on uh, on the conservative side of of local politics, I've, I've seen a journalist come in and say, who's in your group? How many people do you have? What's your funding look like? Who, why are you picking these issues? What, and, and none of that. It's just a straight up report. The Democratic socialists are not happy with the Democrats uh, and say they're, they're capitalists. And so they're, they're going to stop supporting Democrats. I mean, that's, it just seemed, it seemed like there could have been a bit more, more bite to this rather than it's almost like Democrat socialists are, are just kind of, Oh, that's just a group that's been around since the sixties. So we're, you know, we're just reporting on what they're talking about. I, it'd be interesting to get more detail on who they actually are. I want to just touch back uh, to pivot back for a moment, just to the newsmakers and Senate minority leader, Jessica De La Cruz. What did you think of her answer? They asked her about state Senator Josh Miller. And I think she basically came out and said, you know, uh, they need to decide if he should remain as the head of a committee. Um, Again, I think it's a missed opportunity for what really happened there, which is when we, you know, when you and I use the term and call them out for using the term MAGA Republicans, this was a guy that he he didn't like the Biden suck sticker. And as a result of that, he was willing to do damage and lie to the police about it. So this whole notion of this, like that was another example. He showed how he really feels. So she may feel she's in a meeting with him and he's a colleague and she works well with him. It, it's almost as if you don't understand how he really feels. Uh, he demonstrated it at Garden City, how he really feels. Um, that and also that line of, because if the system is rigged, why do I even try that? That that's, that's like, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't come up with a great analogy, but just, it'd be like someone in baseball back in the late nineties of, do you think there's steroids? And well, if there's steroids in baseball, then I guess that means I'm on steroids and I'm not like you're, you're missing the point. There are people at baseball that we learn, right? Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa and Barry Bonds who were using steroids and cheating, but just those two things. What did you? What would your reaction to her with State Senator Josh Miller? Well, the yeah, the, the Josh Miller comment is, is just it's bizarre. I think and it points to two to two important things. First, I, a lot of, the Republicans need supporters. They need people enthusiastic about them, and they feel like they're not representative. Represented, yeah. and I think that, that it goes back to how people used to say, "That's how you get Trump. You want more Trump. This is how you get right. Trump." Is because you've got your you've got a state senator. Basically, with what under any other given any other group would have been called a hate crime, keying yep. a kid's car or well, the, the mom's car that a kid was driving because of a bumper sticker. There's no how can the Democrats 
just hug back up with him. I mean, how can that how can that be politically acceptable for them to do that? How can how can this not be a bigger issue? This is he's keying people's cars, his constituents, based on a political disagreement. It's a hate crime in in the way we treat hate crimes these days. To have a state senator who's a Republican not key in, no pun intended, key in on that and say, you know. No, we can This is not acceptable. There should be a greater outrage among Democrats. What's wrong with them? That's it's. First of all, it's it's morally correct, and second of all, as I was saying, you need those people watching the TV news to go. Yeah, you know what? I don't really like being associated with that party that does right. these kind of things. So right. either the Democrats have to stop, or I'm going to start second guessing whether I support them. So that's that's one point. But the other is you know, having been in, involved in some, uh, you know issue-based advocacy i i know how they play the game you know you you're trying to get this issue passed and then you, you have a meeting with the speaker of the house this is somebody who would actually help you get your issue passed yeah. and it's, it's kind of it's kind of heady stuff and so you can you i don't know it, what kind of negotiations are happening in this the senate with the senate president and, and senate uh, minority leader de la cruz but the that's kind of you, you. You can almost see the gears going. Like if I if I come out and say this is outrageous that the Senate president was too nice to Josh Miller, am I not going to get that meeting with him this right. this month? And it's 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 not like that's corrupt. It's just that's part of how the game plays. You're trying to make some progress there, but you know that's the trick. You they will you they'll pull you in when it comes to it. You won't get what you want, and you'll have given them everything they want. Which was your you're saying oh no this is fine go back to sleep it's okay that you've got mail fraud it's a ballot fraud and signature fraud it's okay that you've got a state a long term long sitting powerful state senator keying a car in a parking lot because he doesn't like a bumper sticker all fine and dandy and that's it's the stakes are just getting too big to to kind of play along just to be to get that meeting that's not going to get you anywhere with the Senate president just two things on that one is to me. It's all about what the bumper sticker was, because I would argue, Justin, if that was let's say we, we're not saying it's a Democrat, but if that was a state senator and it was a Black Lives Matter bumper sticker that triggered them, triggered them or it was a tra- all trans lives matter or rainbow flag. Forget about it. Resign. That's it. Yeah. You're out oh, yeah. here. Right. Maybe probably so, prison. Yeah, <laughs> the police would have investigated it as a as, as a hate crime and it would have amped it up instead of just kind of ah, Senator Miller, what do you want to do? Do you want to go? Do you want us to drive you in or do you want to take your car? Yeah. It, no, it would have been get in the back of the car. <laughs> yep. The bumper sticker. That's what gives him the cover with the party is because it, it's almost like he was defending Biden. The other thing is when I as I watched Senate Minority Leader Jessica De La Cruz on Newsmakers, I, it, it brought me back to why I was a Trump supporter and why I might, once again might be. It's because when, when you're dealing with that type of crowd on the other side, which you are, you, you need a fighter. And I, I just it was too bamby pamby. It was too just like so afraid to say the wrong thing on what I see of black and white issues yeah, the, the, that's that that's what brought me to Trump in the first place. And it may end up kind of bringing me back is because that's when you're dealing with the likes of a Josh Miller and Tara Mack and a Pat Crowley and Bob Walsh, you, you need a fighter. You're not someone that's going to say, well, you know, I don't think there's cheating going on in my district. So therefore, I think the system is fine. Now, Justin, I also want to get your thought. This was interesting, this body cam footage that came out of this Enrique Sanchez. And I would also argue that I, I think he was cut a break. Uh, he was caught going. He goes to these after hours clubs. What people need to understand, this is not a group of people having a party after the clubs close. This is they're organized. You have to pay to get in. Generally, they have security. You know, they'll have a DJ. But these go on from two to six o'clock in the morning, sometimes later. But people bring in weapons there's any drug you could want there's gambling uh there are the people that go to these things are drug dealers criminals there's prostitution uh there's all sorts of things he gets caught at these and by providence police and both the the boston globe and the channel 12 did i think channel 10 followed up with it but his his basic argument is hey listen these are my people and uh you know i'm a rep and I'm just going to kind of do my own thing and drops the name of the chief. This guy was a abolish the police, a defund the police, big advocate of that. So I'm just curious your thoughts on this 
uh, Representative Enrique Sanchez arguing with the police outside one of these. They call them sip joints, but they're after hours, uh, unauthorized clubs. Yeah, well, I, I thought the argument was kind of sad, just uh, yeah. kind of on both sides. Either if he's doing something illegal, uh, you know, arrest him. Otherwise, just get him to move on. You know, you don't need the the, the officer with the "I'm disappointed" when you with kind of talk. I mean, it, it gives this impression that there's this this kind of clubby behind the the scenes kind of stuff. But what really irks me with Sanchez is this idea where he where he goes his safe zone, where he goes to hide. This is my culture. I'm staying true to my culture by yeah. what by partying late into the night. I mean, come on. Are we do do people really buy that? And he's been kind of that way since he was elected. I'm I'm gonna wear you know, hoodie clothes into the General Assembly because I don't care what these people think about me. You know, that kind of attitude. And I think that's the real, uh, to me, the bigger issue is is Rhode Island. It, I, you know, I don't necessarily care if he, he's going to these things, but we shouldn't have elected officials who do. I mean, we, sh we should take right. that into consideration. We should be saying, it, it shouldn't be that he should be upping his game and being more respectful as respectable as the cop was saying. It's that R Rhode Islanders should have more respect for themselves than to be represented by people like that. I, I think that's, maybe maybe it's true, but these are the people he, uh, his, his, his posse, but I think the rest of Rhode Island ought to, ought to be against that. And as, you know, as far as, I, I think, Another thing that makes me somewhat uncomfortable, and I'm not very familiar with how these things operate and, and how, how dangerous they could be, but just something about the assumption of the police and the city government that we need to well, we need to be able to regulate these and keep you safe. You can't have, you know, there's a, I, that starts to make me feel a little bit uncomfortable. So I could, I'm probably not com coming down on Sanchez as hard as I should, but the, the, the idea that we're on some giant college campus and the city is is going to break bust up our keggers. I mean, that, I'm instinctively kind of reluctant to to accept right. that as taken. I think there, but these it, aren't that. These aren't that. There was someone murdered at one of these two years ago. It's not. I understand what you're saying, but it's not on a college campus. This is in seedy neighborhoods. There's certain people that seek it out. There's a reason why they don't go to clubs is because, you know, police sometimes are outside of a club or you could have a metal detector to get in. These are known for fertile ground for illicit, illegal activity. And, and I think I agree with you. If he wants to go to places like that, then the voters need to decide if that's the type of person that should be in charge. Yeah, I finally exactly. want to just touch on Justin. Um, I'm glad that the Rhode Island Board of Elections, that people are looking at them. Uh, I've had a problem with them for a long time. I, I think it's it's it is partisan because people get appointed to it. But I like the fact that media are questioning what why are they having a closed door meeting, as Kathy Gregg said, on an investigation that they're not conducting on the signatures. I think by now, I think they totally dropped the ball on this. They should have immediately. They, it's like they were unprepared. They should have had a hearing on it. Uh, they should have said we're not putting her name on the ballot until we get to the bottom of this signature scandal. Well, yeah, I, I agree. And I, I think uh, Steve Frias, the Republican yes. historian and candidate, uh, points out that, yeah, there is precedent for doing exactly this. And the, the, the key point is not even in this respect, specifically the, the fraudulent signatures, is that by her own admission, apparently, or at least her lawyers, uh, Holly McLaren Yep. did not witness all the signatures she signed right. that she witnessed. Those sheets ought to be just thrown out. And, and if yes. that brings the lieutenant governor below the threshold, oh, well. I mean, that's sometimes that, – and I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier where you, you we have to have confidence in our electoral system. And part of confidence is you break the rules – you don't get on. I mean, that's just sorry. I mean, I, I maybe it sucks. Maybe Sabina Matos is, is the most honest, forthright person in Rhode Island politics. But you have to believe that the rules will be enforced. And I think that's a lot of the problem I've had with the Board of Elections, with the Attorney yeah. General, for that matter, uh, over, over our decades, is this feeling like in the ethics commission for them as well, this feeling like, well, yeah, we're here, we're going to try to do some good, but if it really comes down to it, we're going to insert our judgment and the rules don't matter. The problem is the judgment is always inserted in a particular direction. Oh, she's a good one. He's a good fella. We're not going to, oh, that would just be wrong to, to disrupt this entire promising political campaign because of a, a problem they had with a vendor. Uh, and I think that that gets to a lot of the reason people are cynical. you the Board of Elections should have said, look, we've got to put a pause on this. We've got to investigate. This is too important. There, there, it's not like there aren't other options. There's a whole, I don't know how many, there are a dozen or more 
Democrats people can choose from. Sorry, you hired the wrong vendor to do your dirty work uh, and you got burned. I think they've got to be willing to do that or we do not have a system that anybody should rely on. And I think that's another contributing problem. Folks, again, our segment Politics This Week. He is Justin Katz, Managing Editor, AnchorRising.com. Justin, excellent job as always, and we'll talk to you again. Thank you, John. Look forward to it. Propane Plus. Call them today. Heating and cooling in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209 in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. Three generations you can always depend on Propane Plus for all your heating and cooling Call them today, 401-885-4209. Three generations, they're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they're going to serve you for a very long time. They have a great user-friendly website. You just log on at propaneplus.com, and then you type in your zip code, residential, commercial, propane plus, heating and cooling, always there for you. Give them a call today in Rhode Island, 401 885-4209 in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. The Johnson family, three generations, heating and cooling. You can always depend on Propane Plus. Make sure to find the John DePietro Show Facebook page, and you can watch all the action on the scene live stream. Follow it all, real-time, live stream. Just follow John DePietro show right there on the Facebook page. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Stop in and see Marie, that historic white church. Shop local, inside, all quality products, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies. They understand quality, integrity. It's My Health. It's all about your health, local products. I say ye. Honey, maple syrup, beef, fresh gum. You know, they carry over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce plus box herbs and teas, hemp and CBD products, and much more natural skincare products. Stop it and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. It's all about health for you, for your family. There's vitamins for children, all different types of teas, all different types of spices. Boy, what a difference it'll make. Shop local. Stop it and see the queen of health. It's Marie. And it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Right in that historic white church. It's all about health. It's all about your health. At it's my health. Remember to log on to depetro.com. We have original stories, original videos, also links to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Plus, you can get some great merchandise in the shop. Log on, dipetro.com. Limitless Outdoors. Why do they call it Limitless Outdoors RI? Well, because it's limitless what they could do for your home, for your property. Call today for a free quote, 401 580 1852 limitless outdoors remember their slogan dream build enjoy it starts with a discussion how you'd like to use your outdoor space they can design your outdoor space to fit your aesthetics and lifestyle they specialize in patios walkways steps outdoor kitchens landscape lighting retaining walls lawn installation excavation limitless outdoors they can also update your indoor fireplace Call today, free consultation, free quote, 401-580-1852. You can also find them on Facebook, and then their website is LimitlessOutdoorsRI.com. How about an outdoor kitchen? Call them today, Limitless Outdoors, 401-580-1852.